and welcome to another episode of Careering, where we interview fearless females about what makes them tick both in business and in life. I'm your host, Lori Halter, and I can't wait to have you here today's episode. Let's jump right in. Hey gang, welcome back to another episode of Careering. Today I am so excited because I'm on with a wonderful guest. Her name is Christy Mandor and she's the founder of So To Speak. And So To Speak, I love the idea of this. She talks about rehumanizing the workforce. So I can't wait to jump in. Christy, welcome. Hi, Lori. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to have you on. And before we, before you even came on, we were talking on the phone and we were cracking up, like there is so much to get to. I just don't even know how we're going to get through only 20 minutes. So we, before we even begin, I'm going to say, we need to have you back on before we even start. (laughs) I'm already game. I'm already in. One of the things that I love about following you and so to speak is you have this wonderful blog where you, you touch on a ton of different topics. But you had one the other day that just really resonated with me, and you talked about the pandemic being like Groundhog Day. (laughs) And I have to say, I so relate. I'm an extrovert, and it just feels like this is going on forever. And ever. (laughs) So talk to us about one of the things you said, one of the ways to break out of this Groundhog Day we're in is to wake yourself up. So let's start with that. I love this idea. How do we wake ourselves up out of Groundhog Day? Sure. Well, you know, Lori, the first thing is not everybody wants to, and that's totally okay too. So it's not like this is something for everybody because there is a tendency, you know, I had a friend of mine early on, probably like the third week in March. So we were one week in to the pandemic who was telling me that she was hearing people be like, I'm going to Linda Hamilton my way out of this. And it was like, (laughs) you know, like we all were like resiliency and we're going to get through it. Right. I just feel like there was a turn at some point where we all kind of cracked open in our own way, whether it was voluntarily or not. And we didn't not, we literally did not know how long this was going to last. We had no idea what was going to be impacted, but it's within our wiring to control as much as we can. And we are so averse to the unknown that it makes sense that we'd be like, we got this, we're going to do this and we're going to be strong. And, And you know, there was a wonderful post. You, I don't know if you're familiar with the nonprofit organization called Girls Leadership. I absolutely love it. Any of your listeners who have girls in their life from anywhere from pre-K to seniors in high school and beyond, it's a wonderful organization. They offer workshops and tons of resources for parents. And one of the co-founders, her name's Rachel Simmons, and she just offered this incredibly insightful, honest, real Instagram post a couple months ago talking about depression and her bouts with depression. And, you know, she seems like a super resilient, like tough nugget. And she used this beautiful phrase of that. It's, it's not resiliency is one thing, but let us not mistake invincibility for resiliency. Oh, I love that. That just gave me chills. And, and it's so true, right? Like we have a tendency and especially women already, oh, you know, the women that you have on the podcast shine, shine such a beautiful light on like, there's no such thing as balance. I would right. just need to, I believe her name was Jackie. I loved that one back yes. in October. Um, and there's no such thing as balance. There's no shame in not having balance. And we all wake ourselves up in our own time. And my point with, so to speak, is to really just shine a light on the fact that it is in our control and in our power and in our choice to wake ourselves up 
on a regular day, I don't know about what's going on in your neck of the woods, but it's a beautiful sunny day here in upstate New York versus when a major tragedy happens. Like just on a random day in January, we can decide to wake ourselves up by choice versus life throwing us like a major curveball. That's like, what have I been doing with my life? You know? So I really lean into that. I lean into let's be gentle with ourselves, and also let's have fun with it. And Let's laugh at it, but also my goal, especially with the coaching component within energy leadership is like holding the space, which is a really popular term, which is a beautiful term in therapy and coaching where you really, I mean, I joke about it, Lori, that I get paid to listen and be present. Right. No, that's so true. Well, and that reminds me of like, there's a post that was going around a couple of weeks ago by Tara Schuster, who is the author of By Yourself, The Effing Lilies. And you guys, if you have not gone and got this book, please go buy this book right now. But she, in this post, was talking about how much she hates New Year's resolutions. And it was the same idea of what you're saying. Like, why are we picking January 1st to change our whole lives. Like, why can't you just decide today that you're going to stop eating the pie or like decide today that you're going to stop overworking yourself, you know? And not forever. Like you're not going to stop eating the pie forever. I think that's the other thing is that we have such a tendency to do. I am so guilty of that, of doing like an absolute mindset. Like I'm never going to fill in the blank. And it's like, right. Why not just take it for a day? And so I, I feel like that's really important. And and in regards to the post that you were talking about with Groundhog Day, you know, I just, we were talking about it before that I love, I love the arts. I have performing arts background, writing background, and I, I wanted to really, and it happened really organically is, is creating this blog series that has movies, but it really takes life lessons and pairs them with movies. And so yes. Groundhog Day was the kickoff of <laughs> resurrecting this blog series that I did a while ago because it's the winter and we're all in, you know, we've always been indoors for the last year, but we're really indoors. And so like, let's have fun with it and have movies and do something that is a healthy escape. Right. And also gives us perspective and empathy and enhances all of that enhances loneliness, like the sense of like feeling lonely, you know, Tom Hanks, I read an article where he was like, I fell in love with movies because I I felt less alone. Like I would see a movie and I would just feel more connected. And we all have that. It doesn't have to be a movie for everybody, but we all have something that makes that us feel less alone. And yes. And yeah. I think this dovetails beautifully with another post that I read from you and just really resonated. I reached out to you immediately. You talked about, we've kind of lost the art of hibernating during winter. And this idea that winter used to be a time when everyone rested and and went within. And I feel like in our world, and maybe COVID, you know, what's an interesting topic for us is maybe COVID has brought this back to us. Mm-hmm. But before COVID, it was, we were so busy, so busy. And even during winter, I know for myself, like I would stay so busy. Right. And then question why I'm so exhausted. <laughs> right. Well, so, and it's like, and, and you were saying before that you're an extrovert too. Yeah. So, you know, there's just, there's so many possibilities and it's, it can get really, and so my point is with you saying that, there seems to be like a natural need to like have to expend that energy and stay busy because yeah. you're, you're stripped of your social, right? Right, and, and right. Involuntarily. And so you need something to fill the void of it. And so a lot of times busy is the next way to do that. And so I feel like if we all, and I am a super fast wired person, Lori. So yeah. I'm saying this with complete experience and understanding <laughs> and Slight, like, oh my gosh, like it really does take consciously slowing down 
Yeah. To check in to see what the hell's going on inside. <laughs> like right. there's, there's well, no other way around it. Absolutely. No- and I feel like this season really helped me do that. Like, you know, that it's funny because I feel like I've done that. And now I was telling my husband just the other day, I'm like, I'm so overdoing that now. I've done it. I've learned the lessons. Let's move on. Let's get back to parties. <laughs> yeah. And, and so I love, so here's the thing. I love that you actually have done it. And you're like, I, I've done that. I've experienced it. I know what I'm needing or I know what I'm wanting or I know what I no longer need. Yeah. So let's get back to parties. But you're going to go in it with one of my good friends, Sarah. She just kept saying this during COVID. She's like, we're all doing the shedding process. It's the shedding. It's the shedding. And I'm like, oh, I love that idea. And it's yes. like, I'm hearing that from you. Like you're shedding what you're realizing you need or you don't need. And you're like, okay, I still want that. So what chances are you'll go into that with like just a newfound appreciation or a newfound way to do it. Like maybe you'll get super creative and you'll figure out a way to bring a social. You have such great energy. You're so welcoming and approachable just from our interaction that I could see you totally like figuring like, what can I do to get creative and get people social? Right. (laughs) Well, and that's so funny because already I'm like, okay, guys, fire pits. Do we want to do like a winter festival from six feet away? Like what can we do (laughs) to get together right now? But no, I think that's so true. And even I think the realization for me, I have got it down to where I know I've done enough work during this time that if I'm feeling this way, like this means I need to walk with friends or if I'm feeling, so I think I'll go into social interactions when they begin again, please God begin again. So much more appreciative of them and knowing how much they actually knowing how much I need it and what it gets, what type of energy it gives me. And you, Lori, you just nailed something that you said, which is the whole point. And again, it was something that you and I discussed right before our conversation here is that need to go inside, inside ourselves. My belief across the board is that we have all the answers in ourselves, but it doesn't mean we don't need anybody else. It's just that if we take the time to quiet down, to listen in to our intuition, which isn't, yes, it can be BS, new agey if you go that route, but it really isn't like, like, yes, it can be fluffed up, but intuition is, it's your protective mechanism. It's your, it's your guiding post. It's your inner wisdom. It literally is your yes, no, it's your compass. And so when you're saying like you knew to, you know, go inside and then who to reach out to, it's like you check in to understand, do I need to reach out to someone right now? And you will feel a yes or no. And it's a matter of practicing it when the stakes are really low so that when the stakes inevitably become higher, because that's life, you're not going to be as jarred because you're going to know yourself so well that you're not going to question what decision to make. And sometimes the decision is not to do anything and that's your solid yes. But it's like, if you're going through something, you may need to reach out to somebody and you may just do it as a knee jerk. But if you go inside, another friend may pop up and you might right. be like, why? And then you may not ever find out why, or you may, but it's just getting so clear on that. And I, I think, you know, I consider myself a skeptical coach because I, I feel like we get so inundated with bettering ourselves and bettering right. ourselves and bettering ourselves that it, it negates or shadows the fact that we have all of the answers inside of us. It's not about adding on. It's about shedding. It's about 
I love that. Programming. It's about paying waking attention. Waking up from the matrix, right? <laughs> waking up and taking the red pill. Like it's if you choose to, right? Yes. So it's like, so it's like when we were talking about Groundhog Day, I've heard so many people go, oh, well, I've had friends. I call them like, hey, how you doing? What's Groundhog Day over here? And I heard yeah. it so frequently. And I was like, does anybody get that Groundhog Day? Harold Ramis, it, it ended up being like a Buddhist dream movie yes. because it's like doing the same thing over and over. And you don't have to be a Buddhist or religious. It's not about that, but it's like doing the same thing over and over again so that you can make a better choice. And yes. do we really need to do the same thing over and over again? If we wake up, we won't need to. I love that. And I love framing it in that way. I love the idea of framing this time in that way. Like you guys, we've all had plenty more than enough time <laughs> to go into ourselves. And so really for the listeners right now, I would say like, think about what have you learned? What are the lessons you've learned? And then when things do start to open back up, how can we how can we now go into our, our new version, right? With the lessons that we've learned during this time. And they might be mini lessons. Like that's the other thing they're turning. I feel like there's been this like overarching competition in COVID, like who's grieving more and And who learned the best lesson. I learned the best. Like, it's like, no, everybody chill out. And your lesson may have just been that you like to work from home. Your yeah. lesson may have been bigger. It might be that you have to reach out to people more. It might be that your relationships are changing or you're, you're having this epiphany about your career. I mean, it might be big, but right. it might not. It might be that so you want to so buy I think mine is that I really love pie and I ate too much yeah. pie. <laughs> there you go. And, you know, and maybe you just have to find your balance with the pie. That's exactly. Maybe too much pie makes Lori's waistline grow. <laughs> That's what we've learned. We all have our. We all have our vice. And <laughs> what's your pie choice? Um, I'm a huge traditional apple pie gal. Oh, I, I am that. big. Give me traditional apple pie with a good crumb topping and some mm-hmm. vanilla ice cream, and I'm a happy girl. It's like non-negotiable. You have to have vanilla ice cream. You have to. Well, let's take, okay, as much as I love talking about pie and could legit talk about it for a whole episode, (laughs) I want to talk a bit about this idea of shedding that you brought up because I love this. You know, part of careering when I started was talking about how do we make this all work? And I think one of the things that I've learned from all my wonderful guests over the last year is, well, two things actually. One is it doesn't work in the same way for everyone by any means. And the second is this idea of shedding. So like, talk to us about, you have a family, you have a, a, do you have one or two kiddos? How many kids do you have? I have two children, Veronica's seven, Luke is five. Okay, great. So you have a five and seven-year-old. They are right in that pocket. You know, you're at home teaching them right now. There's so many things going on. So how do you juggle all of this? How do you shed the things that need to be shed and still make it work? It's so shedding the perfectionist. I mean, it's just shedding the balance. It's shedding the perfectionist. It's allowing myself to be like, I keep thinking, I mean, moms get such like, oh, super mom. And I I really am not a huge fan of the whole Wonder Woman super hero. I think it just, all it does is negatively reinforce that we can do it all. And if you can't do it all, then, you know, you have something wrong with you. Right. I love that as well. 
So yeah. that's one thing. I, I like the idea of instead of being Wonder Woman, be a woman who wonders more, you know, versus yes. like, look, take some time, take some space, be that little girl. And so I consider myself almost like Michael Keaton and Mr. Mom, like when he has to do, <laughs> he has to start, <laughs> he has to, you know, I'm not drinking beer at seven in the morning. Right. Um, maybe <laughs> like in April I was, but <laughs> yeah. not now. I've learned my lessons. I've shut it down. <laughs> But I do, I kind of, you know, there's something fun about that. There's, you know, you and I talked about right at the tail end of 2019, I went through a divorce and yes. the paper, you know, the ink wasn't even dried. And then we moved into a new home January 1st, just starting to get acclimated and then wow. COVID hit. Yeah. So, but like I said to you, very blessed. And I worked incredibly hard at our divorce that I did not have an acrimonious, horrible divorce. I had an amicable divorce absolute tension for sure. I think that's right. inevitable, but you know, I live close by to their dad. We, we co-parent well, I get along with his parents, like, but it's also effort. I did put a lot of effort into that because it's, it's about the kids. Yeah. So I, that just set us up to win here. And I also, it doesn't go unnoticed either that the work I do, I, I don't have to clock in from nine to five. So I am very, very grateful for the work that I have, the clients I work with, they're incredibly compassionate and understanding. And I pretty much make up my schedule. So I, so yes, it's a single parent experience in regards to te my kids are fully remote. They've been fully remote pretty much the entire year. And I believe they're going to be in my mind Ugh. through the rest of the year. That's where yeah. my mental state is. So yeah. I've just, and, and that's, and to be honest, Lori, that kind of goes with what you're saying. This is not for everybody to think of it like this, but our school keeps pushing back like, oh, it's, you know, they're going to go at this time that no, no, we're going to push it to this time. It's going to be February. It's going right. to in my mind, I've already committed to my kids are going to be out of school for the rest of the year. So every time oh. they put back, I don't get upset. Yeah, I get you're like, so smart. You are so smart. I was the opposite. I'm like the eternal yeah. optimist. Every single time I believe them, this is the same thing that's happening here in Oregon. <laughs> Like it keeps getting pushed back. And, you yeah. know, my husband just laughs. He's like, I can't believe every single time you actually believe they're going back. I'm like, I know they, they get me every single time. Yeah. <laughs> and you can be an optimist and still feel what is going to help me get, like, I look at it like, what is really going to help me get through this? Do I keep setting myself? And that could be a wake up, right? Like yes, do I right. keep setting myself up for disappointment. Because like you can be optimistic and still say, you know what? I'm optimistic. And I also, how am I going to be able to handle to lower my oh, expectations? Completely. That's right? such a healthier version too. Cause I think the highs and lows are just too, I, talk about school going back. Like the highs and lows are just too much to deal with. Yes. So I love that version. And I mean, I really thank you for sharing about your divorce as well. I think, you know, it's funny as you were talking about waking up and listening to our intuition. And as I said, I've been doing a lot of work and it's so scary. Sometimes it's so scary to listen to our intuition and you know, you know what you're supposed to do and there's so much fear around it. So I just really like give you so much credit for taking the step in that direction, knowing well, what you needed to do. I appreciate that. And I, and I feel like I just, anybody who's out there, who's listening to this, it is incredibly scary. There's no way around it. I am not a fearless person. Like when people say, oh, you know, no fear. I'm, I don't, that's not my philosophy. My philosophy is to understand courage. You need to know fear. I don't, I think they right. go hand in hand. I don't think you can experience one without the other, but it's about like, who's driving the bus. Like if fear is driving the bus, then you're kind of screwed. But yes. if you take the wheel back, like 
Elizabeth Gilbert talked about it in Big Magic, like putting fear, your ego in like the child seat in the back and like locking it up and being like, you can come along for the ride, but you're not driving the car (laughs) and you're not playing the music. Like you're not. Right. Right. No, that's so true. And it's, it's funny because I love big magic as well. That's like one of my go-to books and it, but it, it, man, putting it into practice is a lot, you know, you can know one thing and then actually taking the steps to do it is a complete other issue. (laughs) Do I have time just to add one more thing on? I don't know. So Here's the thing too, is that I also feel like I have learned one of the huge things that I have learned through going through a divorce, through COVID, which are two major traumas, right? Everybody's yeah. in a trauma with COVID to some right. degree, is support, is to ask for what you need. I felt like I could go through my divorce like Linda Hamilton. Like I felt like <laughs> I could just nail it. I had it all taken care of. And then I started realizing like, I need to lean into my friends. I need to have a cathartic moment. And I did, you know, I, I completely had a night where I just bawled my eyes out. I was like laying across three of my girlfriends. No one was saying anything, which is exactly what I needed. Yeah. And they were literally holding me. And I was like, that is one of the most underrated experiences of human connection is that physical touch in a, in a way that is so nurturing without speaking. Like we always feel like we need to say, say the right thing. And sometimes we get nervous about botching it up. And it's like, no, sometimes you just need to be there for the person, but the person who's going through it also needs to be able to ask because it's just so important. And and the support system is huge. We were never meant to go through life alone. It's just not you know, we hear like it, it takes a village to raise a child. And I'm like, it takes a village to raise a human. A person, right. <laughs> well, you know, and that's that's funny because I talk so much about being an extrovert and meeting so many people. But I have some friends and even guests on the show have said, you know, what's crazy and cool about it is I'm an introvert and I'm learning that I also need people. I mean, and it yeah. goes back to your point, like we all need human connection, whether it comes from our friends, you know, our family, our place of work. Everybody needs that. We do. And I feel like, you know, one of the things too is like in the mental health profession, whether you're a coach or whether you're a therapist or say, you know, there's, I feel like it's very irresponsible to act like we have it all together and we have all the answers and we never get depressed or sad or anxious. We have the tools to help us through it, but I feel like it is our responsibility to shine a light on the fact that yes, we do have those moments too. And, and it's human. We're not freaking robots. Like, right. and, it, and, and the more we can understand that, what it does, which is so visceral, Lori, is when you allow yourself to fully feel all of the emotions that society has deemed quote unquote bad, sadness, depression, anxiety, overwhelm, breakdowns, right? Yeah. What it does for you to fully feel them you enhance your strength to sit with someone else who's going through a similar feeling because you've experienced it. So your compassion and empathy is like this magnet. It's like this oozy magnet of love and you're not as uncomfortable. Right. I totally can see how that would be. Like if you've been through something, you know, almost instinctively what that person needs at that time it seems like it would make you so much more empathetic toward what they need. Yeah. And you may not know what, I mean, here's the thing. You may not know what they need, 
But what you can do is your energy will be different. It will be more grounded and it will be more holding the space, like literally creating this beautiful trust and love around them because you're not uncomfortable for how they're showing up. So you may not know what they need, but you're more inclined to create a space that allows them to ask for it. Yes. What I want to ask for is more time because we're actually out of time right now, (laughs) but I I knew it from the beginning. I knew it from the beginning of our podcast that I would not have all the time I want for you. But if you have anything to end with or anything to let our listeners know, what's kind of the most important thing you want them to take from our discussion today? Uh, The most important thing is self-compassion, which we talked about, but didn't really name it is just, you know, if you're not familiar with Kristen Neff's work, she's the pioneer in self-compassion. And it is essential for, it's the foundation for everything. And it is all about treating yourself the way that you would treat a good friend or a loved one and talking to yourself that exact way. And in self-compassion is the word compass because it literally is the way. I love that so much. And I have to tell you before we end, that was my, speaking of New Year's resolutions, this last year I did not do a resolution, but I said I would be more self-compassionate. That was kind of my intention for 2021. So I think that you ended with that. I love it. Christy, thank you so much for being on today. You've shared so much with us. And like I said, we need to have you back on again because I just have way too many topics to explore with you. I would absolutely love it. Thank you so much, Lori. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. If you enjoyed what you heard, please leave us a review or rating on your podcast player of choice. If you have a future female leader that you would like to hear on careering, please leave us her name and contact information at the link below. Thank you. Thank you.